Hi everyone, it's Victoria Stillwell here. Thanks so much for listening to our Positively podcast. And before we start, I'd like to take a minute to just thank our fabulous sponsor, Adaptil. Separation can be very stressful for anyone, but mostly for your dog. And this can lead to various types of stress-related behaviors, including destructive chewing, excessive barking, house soiling. But now there's help. You can help your dog better cope with staying home alone with Adaptil. Adaptil is available from your veterinarian and it's proven to reduce stress in dogs so that your pet feels more safe and secure. This leads to a reduction of unwanted behaviors. If you want to learn more, go to Adaptil.com. The time has come. I like that. The time is now. For Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. You've seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of sweaty balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Don't know about you, Bums. Duff. Still. Oh, my gosh. I know. I got to tell you this, though. What are we, a week in change out, a week out, change out? And I was out of town, and I opened my refrigerator, and there's still turkey in there. And I was like, please, somebody get rid of it. But it's like that weird thing about... I get rid of leftovers in a day or two, but Thanksgiving leftovers, it's a little, like, sad. I have they just carry on and on and on and on. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? It was great, actually. It, for, for once, I was not traveling anywhere. And oh. we were, we were, we were going to go do a trip, and, and we just decided no, not to, not no, to do in it. In fact, and how wonderful it was to be with my family Aww. and to be in front of the fire and to be with cousins. And it was just, it was lovely. So, yeah, it was, we had a good time. What about Very you? Very nice. Yes, I had the uh, family onslaught, the annual family onslaught, like where we had 10 out of towners and all these people come and we do Thanksgiving house. It's fun. It's controlled chaos. But I have to tell you, by the end of it, I'm kind of like, oh, your flight leaves tomorrow. I will miss you. Holly, bring up a tear, bring up a tear, bring up a small tear. Like, no, but it was great. It, it was fun, but yes. And um, you know what? The the whole thing, which I thought was fascinating, obviously, you know, because of the political climate, and we're not going to talk too much about it, but I thought it was interesting is when I arrived at my um, sister-in-law's house, and they, they think the same way we do, so mm-hmm. that's cool, but some of the older generation oh, don't. Yeah. And um, that's why they had on the cat tree, which is near the dining room, they had um, Maggie the cat sitting there. And Maggie had written a note basically saying, no politics to be discussed at the table. I'll put, we'll put that up on our podcast. I like podcast. that. Yes, yeah, so you'll be able to see that. So Maggie had written this note, basically, no politics are to be discussed. I love it. Politic-free zone. Yes. And I think that's actually really, I think a lot of families did mm-hmm. that. You had to. I know of, know of families that were actually divided that um, they had some of the family go to the, the parents um, yeah. because they thought one way and the other part <clears> of the family go with the kids because they went the other. I mean, kids, I'm talking about. Wow. 30, 40 right, 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 right. They, they kind of swayed the other way. So, yeah. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're all thankful that we actually have houses and clothes and family exactly. and food and that's how it goes. And 
I still have all that. And how, how good do you think chocolate cake stays? Does it stay? Because I got this. It's great. And I had to go out of town right away. And I... It's still there, but I don't know if it's any good or not. Oh, I mean, if you heat I, it up you know, a little what, bit, it gets soft gosh, again, right? If you heat anything mm-hmm. up, your chocolate cake, I'm sorry, you can just keep that for years. You can still eat it years later. What's that? It's chocolate cake from, oh, Thanksgiving circa uh, 2000, what, 1997, but it's still good, yeah. But it was really nice. And then um, I did have to leave right away. It was kind of, I went on a work trip, and even though, you know, it's a tough job, someone has to do it. I left my mom and my 94-year-old grandma with my husband and said, hey, they're leaving in two days. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. How wonderful. And um, yes, I ended up down doing a story on travel luxury in the Florida Keys. Holly, why can't I just want your job? Well, you can go, but it's not always like that. Sometimes it's not so fun, but I do have an amazing job. And there is an island, a key called Little Palm Island, which is so exclusive and so wonderful. Like, I need to show you pictures. I walk in. And my room is beautiful. I mean, in the bathroom, there's an indoor shower, an outdoor shower. But my bedroom, I want to do my bedroom like this. There was a crystal chandelier hanging and two chandeliers on the end tables. And it had that mosquito netting around this ginormous, <gasps> like, you know, king, whatever, the California king. Oh. And they had little step stools to get up to the bed. It's four-poster bed. I really want to do this. And then at night, they would do turn down and they would close it. And I would slept with the mosquito netting just because it was so cool. And they had the chandelier lights down low, so it was all twinkling. And I think I slept so well. It was amazing. I'm like, why well, can't? Wait, and you're getting paid to do this, and you're staying at this hotel for free. Well, not for free. We pay a media rate, but the going no, no, rate. I'm saying, but you're not paying. Oh yeah, no, your CNN business. Like, I know, but we are working. Um, but this place was like, I think like 1500 right. a night. But you know, when my piece is done, maybe we could put it up on the podcast. We can. I can send you the link because we also went to Sunset Key Resort, which was also beautiful off Key West. I mean, everything we did. Um, Seaplanes, deep sea fishing. I mean, it was amazing, yes. But I will say, I'm so jealous. It is a dream job. I'm not, I don't complain. I'm not sitting behind a desk. But part of it, though, is, you know, you're there for work and you're taping, you're filming everybody having a good time while you're standing there sweating, carrying batteries, carrying lenses. I mean, I'm not complaining because the view is much better than my. Still not having no sympathy. Yes, I I just, you are, you know, and what. The, the the great thing is is for for me when I travel is that let's say I get to Atlanta Airport and I might be a bit down because I don't want to be leaving my family I'm excited <laughs> to, to to go to travel to where I am but I hate leaving my family and and then I hear this dulcet tone <laughs> on the TV screen and I look and there's Holly it happens I am all with you. Really? the time oh good it's great and you know the other thing is is that because you do accent health as well uh-huh. that I had a friend of mine coming the other day that said oh yeah I saw you as I was waiting for my doctor oh the dog bite prevention yes, story it was you saw they keep myself rerunning and Alex. It. they keep rerunning it so I mean Alex will, Alex will stay forever like seven yes isn't that sweet anyway I, I just love wanted it. to say that okay even though I'm very jealous of your job I do like I hearing know. it when I'm traveling you know what was very good thank you what was very cool is that on this little palm island they have these little deer but the wild little deer and they are all over the island they swim over to the island and I will say they're getting very daring they come up because you sit you know the restaurant they put you on the beach and they pop up and my my photographer and I were having dinner and there was like kind of the brush behind us, like the mangrove or whatever. And all of a sudden we were like, what's that? You hear like, and you see these little horns pop up and they're very little, these little things. And he's looking, he's looking and he comes up the table. I'm like, how sweet. And he comes over to me and he puts his head on the table and I'm petting him and he steals my roll. 
And then I was like, wait a minute. And then when he leans down to eat it, he spears me in the leg a couple times with his antlers because he has no control over it. And then he looks up at me like, I'm sorry. And he puts his head back on the table, ate half my Caesar salad. And at that point, I realized what was going on. I was not that dumb. But it was funny. Like, they were all over. And I told someone the next day, they're like, oh, that's Trace. And I'm like, really? Like, yes, Trace. Trace has two brothers, Uno and Dos. <laughs> they do. And I guess apparently the three of them work the dining room or outside the outdoor and dining. they're so cute. They mm-hmm. just get what they want. And there's babies now and they're oh. so cute. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. Oh my gosh. I'll get you that. But I thought of you with the uh, errant deer. Well, I, I just, I, that's it. I, I want it. Can we change jobs? Can we? No. Can what we? do you mean? Yes. I'll go on the Harry Connick Jr. show. All right. Let's change All that. Right. Let's change jobs. I You're going to be on the Harry Connick I Jr. show. I am on the 9th of December. Are you excited? Ooh, He's yes, so I handsome. Am. So handsome. So He's a dog talented. lover. He has. And he has a dog called Sammy. I'll be working with Sammy. And um, yeah, I'm excited. So wow. you can see it 9th of December. I think it's um, it's uh, it's syndicated. So you have to look where you live. You have to mm-hmm. look at what time or what channel it's on. Right. Your place here in Atlanta, I think it's on Fox and at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. But um, yeah, you you have to look and check US only. But yes, I am going oh, on the Harry Connick Jr. show. See. Can I come with you? Um, Pack me no. in your suitcase. Yeah, no. no. Because I want him all for myself. Oh, okay. That's fine. I totally understand. Is that all right? It. Yes. Just tell him I love him. Could you? Please tell him I love him. Okay. Um, so we just, uh, let's talk about Rain Dog because I cannot believe, first of all, Thanksgiving is come and gone, which is like, I'm sorry, where was May? Mm-hmm. And every year we look forward to doing, to hosting the Rain Dog event at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. It is cutthroat. Oh, well, I can say it's cutthroat mm-hmm. when we have people coming back every year and they want to win that prize mm-hmm. and they want to have the best costume or the best lookalike their dog or best puppy, best adult, best botanical. Holly and I host it <laughs> and uh, there really are some remarkable costumes and um, yes. these poor animals <clears throat> dressed up and uh, they're like, this is your world and why am I living in it? Like you can just tell they're like, why do I have this sweater on my head? They just yes. tolerate it. But it's people really, are creative. They are creative. It's a fun event. It's at the um, Atlanta Botanical Gardens every year. And um, if you get a chance, if you're here in Atlanta, go see the garden lights. Garden lights are beautiful. Oh, and at that, night. And especially at yes. night, it's beautiful. So. Yeah, and I took some fun pictures from today. I'll send them to you so we can put them up yeah, on the on the that. podcast because one of them, this dog, it was like, a, was it a pug or some kind it of was little a pug? I think it was it. And I, you couldn't tell because it was Grinch, but it sat there and you could tell it was not happy. Like he was Grinching it out, like he was living up to his costume. And he he look. I mean, it was so perfect, wasn't oh, yeah. it? So you'll you'll see it. Yeah, send me the picture so that we can put it up on the podcast. I love it. Very cute. And um, everybody who came out, thank you. But I can't believe it's almost. I mean, it's done. Like, we're looking at... How, how does this happen when I'm still 27? <gasps> yeah, right. Hey, you got something on your mind? What are you, a wizard, a genius? How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way, some process, they they physically miniaturize the dog, or is it a puppy, or what, what the devil is going on? That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you obviously don't dog. know my dog. Just ask Victoria. Ask Victoria is sponsored by our good friends at Zooks. For over 20 years, Zooks has been making healthy, natural dog treats that energize and entice your dogs. And they continue to innovate with a new line of nutritious food launched this year. Now, all of Zook's treats and food choices are, thankfully, free of harsh additives, preservatives, and common allergens like wheat, corn, and soy. 
And I think the reason why my dogs love them so much is because they're made with the best, wholesome, nutrient-rich ingredients that nature has to offer. Zooks provides dogs the fuel they need to enjoy adventures and embrace training time. If you want to learn more, go to zooks.com. Guess what time it is? It is Ask Victoria. Time to learn stuff. And mm-hmm. guess what? This time I'm going like all high tech. I brought my I brought my iPad. Look, do you like it? Yeah, I do. It's I my love ode that. to you. Would you like Thank one? You. Christmas is coming up. It is. Do you have an iPad? I do have an iPad. I, I have a mini iPad. No. Oh, let me see if they I have do. a mini one. I was wondering what to get you. Now I know. Okay, here. This is from Sarah in the UK. You know the okay. UK. You're familiar with that. I am familiar with that, yeah. She says, I've offered to walk my neighbor's dog as it doesn't appear she gets much exercise at all. She's an English Mastiff, big and very strong. I used to have a wine marauder, so I'm used to big breeds. But she's very excitable, harmless, but all over the place. The neighbor has given me... Oh, you're not going to like this. The neighbor's given me a prong collar. You know what that is? That's the one with the tiny little spears, like somebody sticking knives in your in your neck. I'm from the UK. Would never use this to control a dog. I'm thinking of using a harness. Any advice on the best for control and her comfort? First of all, talk about prong collar, and then yes, you do have an answer for that. The issue with the prong collar, it looks like a medieval torture device, isn't it? And people who use it, or people who advocate their use, say. It doesn't cause pain. It doesn't hurt. It's much safer than a choke collar. It mimics the mother dog telling the puppy off or reprimanding the puppy. The fact is, bottom line, the reason why it works to stop a dog from pulling is that it causes pain and discomfort. I mean, it's, sorry, you can... You can say all you like. Right. Otherwise, you it can, wouldn't work. Yeah. Otherwise, it just, it, it wouldn't. So, the problem is, let's say you've got that mas- mastiff, but mm-hmm. let's even just take a 70-pound dog. Mm-hmm. You have that 70-pound dog that lunges. It's got a prong collar on. It's on the leash, but it lunges. Now, when it hits the end of that leash and the prongs dig into its neck, it's about 579 pounds per prong of pressure 579 pounds per prong of pressure on that neck wow and so and studies have shown that you could you know, pierce this is, you your know, dog you could absolutely pierce you know and people hope the dog doesn't lunge when they're wearing it but it, it is but not might. a good device and here's my other let, let me let me just dispel this other myth the fact that it mimics what a mother dog, how a mother dog tells its puppy off, you know, because the prongs are supposed to mm-hmm. sort of stick at the back of the neck. Well, um, number one, the collar always slips. So the prongs always end up kind of to the side or underneath at the very, very... Which is where the trachea, trachea is and, and the, the thyroid and all that. But um, dogs are really smart and they know that... That's not a mum telling them off because there's right. no mum there. Right. I mean, come on. Why, why did where did humans get so stupid? Well. Thinking that, oh, no, but it, it, it mimics and the dog will think it's its mum. No, it's not. The dog knows it's got something around its neck. There's no mother there to reprimand them. Mm-hmm. And all they know is that you're attached to the pain that they're feeling. Mm. Hate them. So. There are yeah. harnesses you can use. I tell people, if you want to use a prong collar, that's great. Here's what I tell you. 
I will say, great, if you put the prong collar on yourself and then you and I go for a run, and it could be a very short run, which I suspect it will, and you think it's okay, then that's okay. Yeah. Because guess what's going to happen? We're going to run. I'm going to stop. You're going to keep going, and we'll see how it feels. Anyway, carry exactly. on. But that's just my thought. Um, okay, so we have the harness, right? Yes. And normal harnesses, harnesses where you just connect to the back, mm-hmm. will encourage dogs to pull. Yeah. But I have my positively no-pull harness, mm-hmm. and it's a totally new design, right? Um, and the, the reason why it's totally new is that if – if you have, if you lead the dog by a chest, so you mm-hmm. have a harness on and it's got an attachment here at the chest and you put the leash here and attach it to the chest, that's actually the dog's center of gravity. So when the dog tries to pull forward, actually what happens is the dog's oh. body gets pulled round. So they can't go forward. So if you get a harness that's got an attachment on the back and an attachment on the front, that's going to help limit your dog's pulling. Right, oh. and they're great for giant breeds. We do right. them for, for for small breeds and for large breeds. So, um, but there's a there's an issue with just having one little attachment here on mm-hmm. the chest, is because of one loop is because when the dog pulls, there's play in the harness, and the harness will naturally move. Okay, because there's always play in any kind of anything the dog mm-hmm. wears, anything we wear. There's always yeah. play. It's always going to move. So then that center ring that's always in the center actually starts to move to the side. Now it's not at the dog's center of gravity anymore. It's to the side. So you're losing that no-pull action. Okay. So I decided to design a harness that has two loops either side. So if you, let's say, you're going to walk your dog on your left, Mm -hmm. then you would attach the leash to the left loop here, right? So when the dog does pull a little bit, that left loop comes to the front. Mm, okay. okay. So so the natural play in the harness, that left loop comes to the front. So you haven't lost that no-pull action. Same okay. if you decide to walk um, on the other side, you attach it to the other loop. You attach it to the left loop. Oh, sorry, the right loop. And that will come to the, to the center. Do you see what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Um, and so it's doing really it's well. It's like just so, that opposite. It is. It is that opposite. And so I would say um, try it. Try it. But it's on the website, positively.com. Positively.com so they can um, slash shop. You can get it there. But what I would say to you is that um, whilst you can use it to control your dog, so if you've got a really bad puller, put it on your dog, use it to control your dog, There is, you should always teach your dog to walk well on a leash mm-hmm. without a tool like that. So use it to help you so that you're not getting pulled down the street, but also do training as well. So that you can get to the point where you won't actually even need to, you know, you can just use the harness as it is, as a regular harness with a loop on the back, and you won't have to use the ones on the front. Oh, because amazing. I don't. I, I think your training is so important anyway. Don't rely right. on a tool a hundred percent. A tool is there to help you, but don't rely on a hundred percent to fix the problem. Good answer. There you go, Sarah. And I like the fact that Sarah knows. I mean, in the UK, aren't prong collars illegal in the UK? They're not illegal in the UK, no, but not a lot of people have them. And um, in fact, you will be frowned upon if you do have them, unfortunately. I mean, not, I mean, it's fortunately for the dogs and it's fortunately, but it's unfortunate for the person that has to kind of go through that. But hey, that's the thing. You'll be told pretty quickly. And if you're in the UK, you'll get told pretty quickly to take that thing off. Yeah. It's a supply and demand thing. Yeah. 
Okay, here's one from Robin, who also happens to be in the UK, and she says, Dear Victoria, my 10-month-old puppy constantly barks when left alone, even for 5 to 10 minutes. We've tried all the techniques recommended, but no luck. Can you help? First, let me ask you a question. 5 to 10 minutes, do you know, they say, oh, dogs have no sense of time. Do they? Well, yes. Not in the way that we sense time, Mm -hmm. but if you read being a dog, Alexandra Horowitz, um, it's a wonderful book called Being a Dog. She talks about, um, and again, there's been a lot of research on this, how they smell time. They smell they time. They smell time. And it, and it is a, um, the air in your house smells very different at the end of the day than it does at the beginning really? of the day. Yeah. It smells very, very different. So, um, and also footprints, for example, can smell, you know, they can tell what is a, um, a more recent footprint to what is an earlier footprint. And that's how dogs track. Oh. And then also when you're smelling something on the ground, you're smelling something that has been in, you're smelling the past. When the dog is smelling something on the ground, the dog is smelling the past. When the dog is smelling something on the air, the dog is smelling the future. Wow. So that's why we think that actually dogs do have a sense of time. Gotcha. Because the air smells different in the room. The position of the sun is different. Mm-hmm. That's why their body clocks are so good. Wow. That's why people always say, oh, my dog knows that I'm coming home before I come home. Because you're a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. And your dog will. will and they probably kind of do. Like if that. you're walking up the front and you have the windows open, they can smell you. They've oh, got yeah. a great sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So really then even for five to ten minutes, the dog's not thinking, oh, five minutes is five hours, although it is a puppy. but And, and I think in that in that respect, they're just gone. Mm-hmm. And they're gone. And the puppy feels like it's been abandoned. Because they don't and really gone, know. When, when are they ever going to come back? Right. That no sense is separation distress. That, that is when a dog is like, oh my gosh, panic. Mm-hmm. They're not coming back. Now, we know that dogs have very close attachments with us. There was a lot of tests done on toddlers, for example. Children, toddler children, where... It's called the stranger test or the strange situation test, I should say. So they have a room with mm-hmm. the mom and a researcher and the toddler and there's lots of toys to play with. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the toddler plays with lots of toys um, whilst mom is there. When mom then leaves the room, toddler's like, where's mom? Stops playing with the toys mm-hmm. and will not play with the toys until mom comes back. Mom mm-hmm. comes back into the room. Toddler starts playing with the toys again. Guess what? Did did the test with numerous dogs. Same things happen with dogs. So we know that dogs have attachment to us. And it's very difficult, especially when they're young, for them to see you go away. But because we say that dogs have the cognitive abilities of two-year-old children, which in a lot of ways they do, Mm -hmm. you can see how vulnerable they are, Mm -hmm. you know, that they remain kind of toddlers all their life. So this is separation distress. This is panic. This is real. and You have to deal with it. And I wonder... If, is is the is the dog just whining or it's as, well constantly barks? It's constantly barking, barking. So. so it's barking to seek attachment, basically barking mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, come come back." Uh, and this is where I would say, "What you know? What what is the trigger? Is it just leaving? Does the dog bark in other situations? Um, and what can you do to stop it? Now, is there a way that you can feed the dog and leave? Give the dog a a, a great toy." that it can play with whilst you're not there. Um, so something to redirect. Is there a, 
playmate? Do you have a playmate with the dog? Is there another situation that you can put the dog in? Can you, if you go out for long periods of time, could you put the dog in in daycare with other puppies? Or um, you have to find out what the trigger is. Is it just you leaving? Because then if it is, it's separation distress. And then I would absolutely tell you to try and find a trainer, a positive trainer in your area to come and help you. Because it's just going to get worse. If you don't treat it, separation distress can get really bad, get worse. And it looks like, I don't know, Robin is in the UK, but you have a bunch in the UK. Yes, I do have a bunch of trainers. If you go to positive.com forward slash trainers, you hopefully will be able to find a trainer in your area. Yes, the VSPDTs, Victoria Still Positive Dog Trainers, and they are top notch. So Perfect. We have time for one more? Yes, we do. Okay, let's do this one's Kimberly. I don't know where Kimberly is, but she says, I'm looking at getting litter mates, both boys, but was told not to because I could have issues. They are Newfoundland and Bernese Mountain Dog mixes. So those are both big breeds. They are. They Yeah, it's... <clears throat> okay, well, here's the deal with this. Um, I would normally say, no, don't get brothers don't get brother and sister and certainly don't get sisters i still stand by saying don't get sisters don't <laughs> interbitch aggression can be particularly bad between two females in the home bitch aggression i, yeah. I have no i know yeah. plenty of fam people like that yes and um and and definitely don't get sisters that's mm-hmm. the worst thing now a boy and a girl sister and brother better because they are mm-hmm. different sexes two boys are better than two girls um and i've seen two two boys working very well with each other mm-hmm. and I've also seen where it doesn't work so I really mm-hmm. think it it's down to the personalities of the dogs and and how they go how they get on with each other so you might try it and if it doesn't work you know, have a sort of plan b where maybe there's a great home you can rehome the dog to because if it gets to the point where both dogs are stressed mm-hmm. out that's no life <clears throat> No, it will gets brutal. My aunt had one. They were um, English Springer Spaniels, I think, or Water Spaniels, Ernie and Bert, and they were the best of friends. And all of a sudden, they just it slowly started to become they aggressive because they got them as puppies so bad to the point where they tried to kill each other. I mean, it was bad. They were in the car. They got into a tussle. She took them out, and then in the house they couldn't. She had to give her stepdaughter one of the puppies, but or one of the dogs. It was awful. And it can ha- it can change. There are various behavioral changes as puppies grow, and th- those behavioral changes can happen at around six months, at around 12 months, 18 months when they reach social maturity. Um, and, you know, so that it, it can happen where you'll see behavioral changes so that mm-hmm. the dogs that have gone on fine with each other now suddenly start to fight. Right. And if it's just a squabble and then it's done, and there's no damage on either of the dogs, then you're okay. You can work with that. But if one dog is inflicting major damage on the other or both, I'm saying the prognosis is not good Mm because once their siblings fight, they're going to do it again. And could you say the same thing for even two adopted dogs that aren't a siblings? Because I had two girl dogs, and they got into a fight uh, over a treat, and then one went to the vet, for an overnight because her ear was split when she came back the other dog was sitting on the other side of the glass door and just saw her and started to growl and bark and so we had to send that one to my best friend who took her but and i'm not in that situation uh, the dog safety comes first yeah. well people come safety come first especially if you've got kids in the house but the, the dog safety comes first and mm-hmm. their quality of life too if you if you feel threatened by somebody you're living with that's no life right and um you feel that person's going to harm you it's, you know, that dog's going to harm you. I mean, that's no life. 
Right. So that's why I'm a big proponent of, yeah, you can work at it. You can do separation. You can only bring them together at certain times of the day if you're out on a walk, for example. But that's exhausting, and sometimes that's never going to be 100%. So you can manage the situation. But if you can make it easier and find another great home for one of the dogs, then, again, I would tell you to do that. It's stressful for you, too, you know, I mean, for everybody in the house. But, yes. But maybe they'd be great. Maybe they'd be total playmates, and, you know, you never know, best friends. Try it out. Awesome. Well, I feel a little smarter now. Thank you. And um, that was a good show. Very good show. Post-holiday traumatic stress (laughs) syndrome. But I think we've gotten through it all. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stilwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. This season of the Positively Podcast is brought to you by Adaptil. Best behavior starts with Adaptil. Go to Adaptil.com to learn more. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.